Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Seems like just yesterday I was at a Billie Eilish concert in Seattle. Love that girl. She's really great in concert, yes, by the way. she is, also, honey. good morning, happy Monday. Good morning, happy Monday. I feel like just... The, a weekend flies by? Yeah, I, I literally know. feel like I said... Okay, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you we'll Monday. We'll see you Monday. And now and it's here, we're Monday. Listen, I was thinking about this on the way to work. This is how my brain works now that I'm, uh, you know, a social media superstar on TikTok, right? Go off, daddy. And I was like, I'm like, I need to start thinking of TikToks because my husband comes up with all of them. Mm-hmm. And so I need to start contributing, yeah. right? And I was, thought it was hilarious this morning. I didn't have any coffee in me. I was barely walking to my car. And I wanted to do a TikTok where I said, listen, you know how they say... That if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Who the F said that? And also, what did they mean? Because I love what I do. No, Bubba. But I hate coming to work no. on Monday mornings at 5 a.m. Listen to me. We do love what we do. Yeah. But waking up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's have, not worth it for any aspect of my life. I'm I have, exhausted. Yeah, I have follow-up I'm questions. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. You're my, I host a show with my best friend. I'm exhausted. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm having a chicken sandwich this morning. <laughs> you are. You so make, let that explain where I'm at. Started the other day with an egg salad sandwich. I'm getting more disgusting as the minutes it's go by. wild. I'm eating, I'm eating rice rice cakes right now. You're disgusting. So that's where we are on this Monday morning. It's going, yeah. to, be a, it's going to be a wild week. Vanessa, our producer, is the only one with any pride left. She, well... She takes she takes restroom breaks. She does. She would never eat a chicken egg sandwich. She would not. It's not her style. Do you like do you like egg salad sandwiches? I no. do, but I want to make it. You want to make it? I want to buy it. You want to see what's in it? Yeah, because she's not grossed out like <laughs> normal people. Yes, uh, yes. There's that part. Mm-hmm. So we have a do do have a fantastic show coming up for you. Even though uh, we're still waking up, uh, you can wake up right along with us. Um, our pigtails canceled. Is it time to cancel the pigtail? Yeah, it is. Also, it's uh, Money Mondays today. Uh, we're talking to Leo Aquino, who's been here before, um, and they're a personal finance reporter at the Business Insider. Uh, how to change your money habits to adjust to a potential recession. Mm. Recession could be right around the corner. Some analysts say that we're already in one. Some say that we're not going to ever be in one uh, anytime soon. We'll see. Uh, we're talking to a, a financial expert this uh, this show in our second hour, so stick around for that. We have a lot more to come beyond Amen. that. But right now, though, it's time for news on the beach. What What's happening in the world over the weekend? All right, well, there are a record number of out LGBTQ elected officials this year, according to the LGBTQ Victory Fund. With 1,043 out LGBTQ people holding an elected office in the country, it's a nearly 6% increase since last year. The Victory Fund released its Out for America 2022 report this week, which showed 
the increase in LGBTQ elected officials, but while the number is increasing, it's still shockingly low. Only 0.2% of elected officials in the U.S. identify as LGBTQ, far below the 7% of the population that's estimated to be LGBTQ. Most of the gains over the last year were from LGBTQ people of color. There was a 12.3% increase in out-elected officials of color, but only 1.3% among white LGBTQ elected officials. All right, another news, a school in Florida sent an aggressive email comparing homosexuality to incest and bestiality to parents, letting them know that if their kids come out as LGBTQ, they're going to get kicked out. Students who are found participating in these lifestyles will be asked to leave the school immediately. Read an email sent by Grace Christian School Administrator Barry McKean this past June. The email had the subject line, important school policy point of emphasis. Please read. We believe that God created mankind in his image. Male, man and female, woman, sexually different, but with equal dignity. The email sent... Uh, that was sent to the parents said they would have to agree to all policies and procedures before your student may start school in August. A couple of things. One, just look at all science. The there, there are not two genders, never have been, never will be. So learn. Secondly, the irony in the fact that their name is Grace, Grace Christian School, there's zero grace in that and zero Christianity. So go off, losers. People are just horrible. But this is this is what happens when you have like a Ron DeSantis in Florida. This is what happens when Donald Trump is the president. These people feel so emboldened to just be like racist and homophobic and, and everything else and attack women, take their rights away. Like all these things are happening because we've allowed it to as a society. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. So bizarre. So weird. We're reading this so story. So happy Monday. Happy Monday. All right. It's going to be 78 in New York today, 80 in LA, 107 in Vegas, 91 in Houston, 75 in San Francisco. 73 in Buffalo, 110 in Cathedral City, 78 in Dallas, 74 in Boston. Now give us a vibe of the day. We receive exactly what we expect to receive. If you're always expecting bad things to happen to you, guess what? Bad things are going to keep happening. So try to shift your focus a little bit. Amen, baby. All right, coming up, this guy tried to come out to his mom, but he's not sure that she heard him correctly. Uh, We've got that story for you coming up in seven minutes. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Let's talk coming out stories for just a moment. Uh, They're still necessary, unfortunately. Uh, And for some people in some parts of the country, some parts of the world, that has changed a bit from when we came out years ago. I know your story was very different from mine. You didn't really have a coming out story necessarily. You just sort of like, this is who I am. Hi. Bye. Totally. And what about your daily life? But I also don't have a strong relationship with my family, so Mm -hmm. I didn't care what they thought. We also had a mother, though, who was bisexual. Yeah. And so I think you were around it more as a child, so it seemed like maybe more of an option. Even if your mom isn't supportive of you, you knew it existed, right? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I I, I thought I was the only gay person in the entire world. And that's, Mm. that's, I think, the reality for a lot of people. Um, But this story is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh, It was on Reddit recently. And this guy says, uh, I got a call from my mom while she was out today and decided to tell her that I was gay. Uh, I said I was gay and rambled a bit, then joked that I needed a new pride flag and immediately realized my snake was out of his cage and halfway through the halfway across the room. And I devolved into a shouting match on the phone as I scrambled to grab him. So his fear is he was already bisexual, but then he's like, I need to come out to my mom as gay now. Which is how I did it too. I came out to her as bisexual for like the first like year. 
I think that's a lot of people's stories. Yeah, it's, it gives it like gives them hope. I don't know. I never, I was right. never into women, but I wanted my mom to think there's ch- a chance for some right. reason. Which is, in hindsight, it was probably more detrimental or more harmful to her than anything. But this guy is telling his mom, and his snake gets out. There's so many jokes that can be made right here. By I the mean, way. all of the. Jo- I'm like, the snake what? got loose, and they oh, just God. started screaming at each other. So now the guy is left wondering: Did she hear me? Like, did she hear me say I was gay? Has it ever happened to you? Or do You're I have to trying come out to again? give major news. Yeah. And something chaotic Just happens the to wrong you. moment. And there's nothing you can do about it. Not his snake out of his cage. Yeah. I'm never going to get over it. So why a gay it? guy? Whose snake got loose. So why why does he have a snake first and foremost? But that's just creepy to me. Um, but I feel for this kid. What does he do? Does he, does he, does he now, you know, just... Hope that his mom heard him and wait for her to bring it up. Does no, he come honey, out for her again? No, honey, he's got to say it again. Again? Yeah, no one's focusing on his sexuality when the snake is out of the cage. Well, I think if he's making jokes about you need to get me a new pride flag now, I feel like she's probably cool anyways, right? Like, if there was a, a bisexual flag to begin with, I think she's probably going to be okay with homosexual as well. Yeah, you know, I think in all seriousness... We don't always feel like we're heard, even though we're heard. Yeah. I know for me, even with Lisa, I'll tell Lisa something three times to like drill it home. And she's like, girl, I heard you the first time. Stop repeating yourself. I miss things all the time. You Emil do? tells me things and then, and then I just totally. And, but the difference is he'll call me out and I'll laugh it off. He also misses things. When I call him out, he gets defensive. Mm. He's like, I listen to everything. I'm like, no, you don't actually. You think you're the best listener in the world, and I'm so terrible. Uh-oh. But we're, we, we're both human. So it both we both go wrong sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It reminds me of, <laughs> and this was a more sad version of this story, but I had a friend who was actually best friends with my younger sister at, at one point in high school. And he came out as gay to his mom and dad and then had to come out as gay about five more times to them over the next few years. What? And they just still kept not accepting it. His dad was like a firefighter in our hometown, super, super macho. His older brother's just a jerk. I graduated high school with his older brother, and he's one of the two people who used to call me Gay Jay back in high school. Just an absolute jerk. Yeah. And came out five or six times to his family over the course of probably actually closer to like a decade. He just kept coming out. They kept telling him he wasn't gay. Kept telling, avoiding him, um, and he got into some drug issues for a while. That's so sad. He's now HIV positive. <gasps> he was making bad choices. Like he was just doing unsafe things with his body for a long time yeah. because he was struggling. And that's, it's a common story, and it's sad and it's heartbreaking. So, I think with this guy, if if your mom is pretty cool, like be vulnerable again, give her another chance. Totally. Uh, maybe leave the snake at home. Maybe take her out for coffee or. Go grab a drink with her and just have the conversation because it's an important one. And, yeah. if, and if you're lucky enough to have one of those parents who do support you, like you should you should definitely that is that is something you should nurture. Absolutely. Mm. All right, coming up, our pigtails canceled. Find out why I think they should be coming up next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Is it time to cancel pigtails? All right. Think of uh Britney Spears. Schoolgirl, very first music video of all time, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yes. And that video shot her to superstardom, but why? Mm-hmm. Why exactly? Was it just her 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 beautiful voice? 
Was it her talent as a performer, as a dancer? All of those things are partially, you know, part of the equation. But I think had she not been in that little naughty schoolgirl outfit with the pink, uh, poofy, like little pigtails, mm -hmm. I don't think she'd be the Britney Spears that we know and love today. Mm -hmm. I don't think she would have gotten that famous. What is it about pigtails, though, that did that? Because there's a TikTok going viral recently. This girl got on there and she said, I decided to try my hair in pigtails one night at work. She's a waitress just to see how it goes. And she goes, I made more money than I've ever made. Yeah. And now I always wear my hair in pigtails. Yeah, I <clears throat> it's very interesting because I always feel like whatever women do should be acceptable. Mm -hmm. They are gorgeous icon queens. But I know a few girls that wear their hair in pigtails uh, and they do it sort of to look like cute. But here's the thing. Pigtails are always have been, always will be associated with little girls. And I think it's weird that big girls wear their hair in pigtails to give little girl energy to then be hit on mm. um, and to have it be sexualized. And to make more money at work, mm -hmm. even though it works. Like they're, they're trying to make money. I get it. But instead of dragging women, I will drag men because yes. that's what I enjoy doing. Uh-huh. I think it's weird that men think it's hot when girls have pigtails or piggies or braids. What does that say about you? Well, Feels like pedophilia. It's interesting because, like, I'm a gay man and I still see women, full grown women, in certain types of pigtails, I'll say. Not all, certain types of pigtails. And I'm like, oh, I see that she looks sexual, but I see that she also looks childlike. And I was raised in a very toxic masculine culture. So I still, I still see it. I understand it. But I think it's disgusting. And I wonder what you do about it because is it is it now? Because some of these commenters are saying I'm never putting my daughter in pigtails ever again. Yeah, like is that the thing? Because I don't, I hear that, and that might be a good short term solution. But how do we get society as a whole to not look at pigtails and think, oh, she definitely, uh, she's definitely uh, trying to look for sex right now? That's crazy. Well, here's the thing: that'd be like saying that I'm never going to wear a short dress again because men can't handle themselves. Yes. Like I think that little girls should be able to wear their hair however they want, and I think that women should be able to wear their hair however they want. I just think that the conversation that's not been had is how strange it is that adult women will look like a little girl, and then that's sexy and sexual to men. To men. What is it though? Like, is like, have you ever done for Lisa like little pigtail, like naughty schoolgirl look? Have you ever done that for no. her? She's not I've into always, it. I'm not into it. Mm. I think it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I've but I've always thought that. I'm surprised we're finally having that conversation because I've always thought it was very strange to present little girl like. Well, one girl said that she was uh, worked at a strip club and she said that I made more tips than everybody else by far, and I was the youngest, newest, and probably worst dancer. But I wore my hair in pigtails every single night, and the guys loved that I was just young. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. strange. And I don't know what the mentality is behind it mm -hmm. for men. Maybe they feel like um, they feel like they have power. They feel like they're dominant. I think it's a lot of that. I think it's yeah. I think there's a power dynamic there, and it makes them feel like more secure again, like they're in charge again. Um, it's interesting though because. I will. I'll. I'll admit when I see full-grown women in pigtails, I don't think like, "Oh, she looks sexual." I think I'm like, "You look childish." I think that. Like for for instance, Margaret Josephs, when she joined Real Housewives of oh New Jersey, she did the 
Exactly. She looked like an idiot. She was a, a 50, 60-year-old woman <laughs> wearing pigtails yeah, for the first couple weird. of seasons, and it just looked really weird. Um, I, My very first girlfriend ever, still as an adult in her mid-40s, wears pigtails a lot, and I think she looks insane. But I also know that she's very, like, she is the type that does that for attention because she wants it. She's kind of a little bit not all there, right? So I think that's my my relation to it. I just don't under I don't understand why a man would think that because a woman's in pigtails that she's more sexually appealing. Yeah. I think it's weird. I just do. I think it's weird. I think it's uh, you know, but I'm happy that we're having this conversation. I think for little girls they look precious. My niece looks yes. adorable in pigtails. She loves them. My... Isn't it interesting though how they change in appearance so drastically? A pigtail. So much. Hmm. Yeah. I will tell you what changes the appearance drastically. My six year old, almost six year old niece doing her own pigtails. Oh oh. They are hideous. And she should also not wear them. B morning B Channel Q. This first What's Poppin' is going to make your blood boil, Michaela. Um, It's about Kim Kardashian and the men who robbed her back in 2016. What do you have for us? All right, the story is insane. Now, Kim Kardashian has opened up a lot since she was robbed in 2016. And she said, you know, it changed me so much as a human being. I feel like the materialistic things don't matter to me anymore everything i have i keep at a bank in a safe like i i i don't want to have anything on me um and for good reason because uh the mastermind behind the 2016 uh paris hotel robbery of kim kardashian is actually blaming kim kardashian saying she should have been a little less Showy. Eunice Abbas spent nearly two years in prison for the sensational $10 million heist in which Kim Kardashian was tied up and put in the bathtub of her hotel room by robbers posing as cops. Since she was throwing money away, I was there to collect it, and that was that. Guilty? No, I don't care. Wow. He's saying that she was quick to post her 20 carrot engagement ring given to her by Kanye West on Instagram worth $4 million. She was quick to uh, post all of the money that she had. She was throwing money away on things that didn't matter. So he went, now they have been dubbed, and you actually made a comment about this, the grandpa gangsters They're all like over by 60. social media. They're, They're older old. guys. They're and, older guys. And there's a long, long history of this sort of uh, robbery taking place in European, like large European cities and capitals, especially for, with American socialites, right? They things on, and, and nowadays you see things on social media. He says in this interview they should be a little less showy towards people who can't afford it. For, for some people, it's provocative. It's interesting because if you read the comment section on this, Almost every single person drags the Kardashians completely. It says they're trash, they're wow. a waste of human space, they take up too much air, blah, blah, blah. So, first and foremost, robbery robbery, and tying somebody up in a bathroom or whatever is completely wrong and, and is a crime. He should be in prison for the rest of his life, even though he's out. Having said that, I understand sort of the mentality of, it's, it's sort of a, a bit of a Robin Hood mentality. Take from the rich and give to the poor. But he's not giving but they're to not the giving poor. To, exactly, but they're not giving to the poor. But they see themselves as the poor, downtrodden ones who deserve more. Do I Do I think that go to work. the Kardashians should not flaunt their wealth the way they do? Eh, it's theirs. 
Like, I can't tell them what to do with their money. Do I think that our society is flawed in that we celebrate exorbitant wealth while people are dying on the streets and we have a homeless crisis here in Los Angeles that's it's like ballooning? Yeah, I think that's a real problem. I think that also comes down to corporations. And and the Kardashians sort of are a corporation. Maybe. I feel like, listen, I love nice things. I love Louboutins and I love it. If I had a lot of money, I would love to have a lot of money. I don't think that's the Kardashians' responsibility to worry about poor people or the homeless. They, I, I think that that's too great a responsibility. Worry about the state of California worrying about homeless people. Like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't agree with that. that I think that if you do, I think if you do have that amount of money at your fingertips, you do have a, a sense of responsibility to people. I, I just think that you do, and I just I I. I but it was to say they're not doing what they, they do, need to do. But they like, do do things. They do give back, and mm-hmm. also I think that people who are wealthy, like whatever, however we see it, like they worked for it. I I, I a four or, million a four million dollar ring. Like, who needs a four... Like, what do you need a four million dollar ring for other than your ego? Like I mean, four million? You don't need it, but that would be anything. Why do yeah. you need a four million dollar house? Why do you need a four million... Do- Why do you need but a, a nice car? a piece of jewelry is wild to me. Yeah, I mm. mean, to us, because we don't have it, and that's not the kind of money we have, but I, I, I feel like... It's just, it's just a. I would just have a hard time wearing that. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, they should not have. They should never. You should never kidnap somebody. You should never like. It's their right. It's absolutely their right. I'm not talking about a legal thing. Yeah. I think though that if I had a four million dollar piece of jewelry on my hand, I would feel like you know how many lives I could change. How many student loans I could pay off for people? How many people I could get into homes? But like, she could also do that with the other four million dollars she has. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like it could. I'm, I'm just saying that to blame her for having a lot of money is not okay to me. And also, it's not her responsibility to take yeah, care of anybody. It's not that I'm blaming her for having money. No, not you, him, it's the for, robber. Yes, I, I, I understand the blaming them for flaunting money, though. That's difficult. In these times, especially, to be constantly showcasing these things on social media. And she does less of it now since since the robbery. No, no. She did an interview with Andy Cohen. And yeah. she said, I don't have any of those things. I sold everything. Uh-huh. I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing. Yep. Um, it's interesting. But, yeah. I mean, and you know I love the Kardashians. I love them, I love them, love them. But also, ugh, it's hard. Yeah. All right, coming up, speaking of money, money, it's Money Mondays. How to change your money habits to adjust to a potential recession. Unless you're a Kardashian. Oh, God, unless you're a Kardashian. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Coming up this hour, it's Money Mondays. How to change your money habits to adjust to a potential recession. Uh, some are saying we're already entering a recession. Some say it's not going to happen anytime soon. What's the truth? What do you need to know to keep your money and your finances in order? Also, Dennis Rodman making a big move, a big pledge. Mm-hmm. He wants to travel abroad and save someone. Um, could this happen? Remember Dennis Rodman went to North Korea? And became became friends with Kim Jong Un at some point. Yes. Remember their Kim Jong Il? Maybe it was the the former uh, Dennis Rodman back in the news again. Michaela's got that story for you in what's popping. You know what's popping? Tell me, baby. Not us. Mm-mm. We're tired. We are tired. It's a tired Monday. Usually, it's one of my more tired Mondays for sure. I've right? got therapy after this, and then I'm training, and I'm like, I have therapy. This sounds not fun in at the all. Form of a haircut, and then I also have training. Yeah. So we have very similar schedules. Love that for us. Mine's a little less emotionally taxing, um, but... I usually love therapy and I love to go, but I'm like, girl, I want to cancel on you today. I've taken a few months off since my since my wedding. I was like, ah, take a little breather. Good for you. Um, but I'll get back into it at some point. But yeah, it is a, normally at least one of us in this room is able to be like, hey, I've got energy. I'll pull you the other two through. Uh-huh. Today, we don't, we don't have all that. dragon. Yeah, we're dragons. We're dragons. We're dragons. Speaking of dragons, the Game of Thrones prequel premiered last night, House of Dragons. Anybody okay, watch? Okay, no. Nope. Oh, no, did it? Yes. Was it good? Shut up. You don't even watch it. No, You're I will. You're making fun of me right now? No, I'm not. Really? I love Game of Thrones. What do you mean? I'm obsessed, and I wanted to see this. I didn't know that the prequel came out. Lisa's going to lose her mind. Okay, so... Our producer, Vanessa, did bring this up off air an hour ago, and you didn't react at oh all. Oh, my God, I didn't so hear I it. I wasn't that, paying attention. I thought you were not... <laughs> I thought you weren't interested at all. I'm so you interested. You into it. Was it great? I didn't watch it. Uh, I'll I watch asking. it tonight. I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. I totally will. We I went love to bed. Game I went Thrones. to bed so early last night. I was so, so tired. So did I. And... I couldn't stay up for it. Mm-mm. So you, you like Game of Thrones? Obsessed. Okay, so who's your favorite character? I forget. Khaleesi. Khaleesi. But she, I didn't like her crazy. ending. She yeah, was, her, she was well, insane. Yeah, but I... She went mad. It's only because the last season wasn't written well. And that's not her fault. Oh, I loved the last season. I thought the last season finally pulled it together. Oh, the last season was the The last, like, three seasons, I was like, I hate this and I don't want to watch it, but there I There were only, like, four or five. No, there was a whole thing behind it that I recently found out that the uh, author was like, listen, the writer of Game of Thrones... They were like pushing him. Was it George R. R. Martin? Is that who it was? I have no idea. But they were pushing him to finish the scripts. Mm-hmm. And he was like, listen, it takes a long time. Like So they went off you can't and they rush created it. their own stories. So they rushed it because he was also doing something for Star Wars. Mm. And because they rushed it, it wasn't that good. And it's like a whole thing that's like very known. My favorite character, Sansa. Sansa Stark. Really? Oh, Queen of the North. I loved her. She didn't do anything. Yes, she did. She was strong and stoic, and the way that she was, the way that she was held captive in like one of those later seasons by that guy for the longest time and raped repeatedly, and then murdered him and escaped from the castle. 
and was a strong woman, and she plotted slowly, and then the dogs ate him, or the wolves, that was incredible. She was tough. She was tough. And she was protecting her family the whole time in a very different way than Arya. Arya was like a little, like, uh, assassin. This is Arya. Sansa's smart. Sansa knew how to play Joffrey. She knew how to play all of them. She was, a smart, she was the smartest character. Maybe. That's then, what she got to be the queen. And Jon Snow was hot, so there's that. Jon so. Snow's hot. All right. So we didn't watch Game the Game of Thrones prequel, but uh, we will. We will. Got it. We'll come back with it. Let's do news on the beat. All right. A state court has ruled against a recently passed Utah law prohibiting on transgender girls participating in sports consistent with the gender identity, issuing an order bearing school, official, uh, school officials from enforcing the ban while giving authority to a legislator-created commission. Third Circuit Judge R. Keith Kelly issued the preliminary injunction on Friday in a case filed by the National Center for Lesbian Rights on behalf of three transgender girls undergoing treatment for transgender transition and seeking to participate in girls' sports. Kelly's ruling does not outright allow the girls to participate in sports and stop the state from barring other transgender girls from playing in sports, but gives authority to whether or not they can take part to legislator created commission provided for under the Utah law in the event of a court ruling against it. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 73 in Boston, 78 in Dallas, 108 in La Quinta, 75 in Cleveland, 82 in Atlanta, 90 in Miami, 91 in Houston, 110 in Palm Springs, 81 in LA, and 78 in New York. When do we go into fall? When's fall? Well, technically, fall is probably September 21st or 23rd. All right, so we still have a, all, a few more weeks the of summer. The autumnal equinox. September 22nd. 22nd, all right, between them. Um, yeah, and also it stays summer here until about October in L.A. Because it doesn't uh-huh. really become summer until the end of July. Well, we don't even really have seasons here. It's like yeah. hot. Wait, hot and then hot. Hot. And then hot again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be nice this week. Upper 70s, lower 80s all week long. So that's kind of nice. Pretty. My family's coming to the town over the weekend, and, uh, and I'm excited about that. I just want some rain. Uh, that's we what rain I want. So we need bad. it. We want and it. And every morning, it looked like it was going to rain yesterday morning, and then it burns off. That's what Lisa said. And uh, Rocco was acting weird because Rocco hates the rain, so we thought he was like giving us vibes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. And then we decided to go to the dog park because it was nice and cool and cloudy, and then it got blazing hot. Yeah. So there's that. Yep. Here's a vibe for you. We receive exactly what we expect to receive. So maybe just try expecting good things this week. I love that. That's just perfect. A thought. Just a thought. All right, coming up, it's Money Mondays. How to change your money habits to adjust to a potential recession. We've got that story for you next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Money makes the world go around, the world go around. It's time for another round of Money Mondays here on The Morning Beat. Uh, as we've been watching in recent weeks, gas prices have started to go down consistently now. Uh, inflation has sort of eased up a bit. Uh, yeah, unemployment rate is at 3.5%, I believe. Like it, it, All these things are generally indicators of really strong economy, right? Um, but many feel that we are either starting, like easing into a recession right now or on the verge of a recession. Right. So if that is true, one, I want to know why. Two... How do I prepare for it? Well, you're in luck because we actually have a personal finance reporter at Business Insider, Leo Aquino, joining us once again here on The Morning Beat. Leo, welcome back. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, We're a little confused, though. Uh, Are we in a recession? Are we heading towards a recession? Uh, And if so, please explain. Please. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so economists have a very um, technical definition of what a recession is. And I'm actually seeing a lot of memes online about, you know, just kind of making fun of economists, because at the end of the day, a lot of us are feeling it. Um, you know, I know a lot of friends who have been laid off and things are getting more expensive. I know things are easing up a little bit. Um, but yeah, there there is some talk that we're heading into a recession because of what the stock market is doing right now. Um, it is very much a bear market. Uh, things are still down. So, yeah. Okay, so what are we supposed to do? Because I feel like we definitely are. I know that gas prices have gotten a bit lower, but so that's looking expensive. promising. Yeah. But I was looking at my bank account, and it's showing otherwise. So <laughs> what are some of the top maybe three steps that we should be taking to really keep ourselves prepared for whatever's about to happen? Yeah, I mean, the first thing really is an emergency savings fund, which is three to six months worth of your living expenses kept in a savings account. Um, that's really the first line of defense against, you know, anything that could happen, right? Um, so if you lose your job, if you get laid off, like that's kind of the first thing that you really need to get together. Um, the next thing I will say is that, um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of financial advisors and financial experts and um, when it comes to people who have um, like their retirement accounts and in the stock market who are invested, they'll say, don't panic. Now is really not the time to be making any big changes to your financial plans. Um, when you're kind of in panic mode, it's not a good time to be making financial decisions, right? So in the same way, when it comes to your own budgeting, it's really not a good time to be like, I'm going to stop eating out forever, you know, or making these big resolutions. Um, I would say it's a really good time to kind of look at the patterns of your spending over the last few months, and then you make really realistic changes, right? So maybe you'll maybe you'll see, oh, in the last like five months, I spent you know six hundred dollars eating out. Can I start by decreasing it by you know to five hundred dollars next month, right? Make a realistic goal instead of trying to you know change everything all at once. I think it's really good. I think uh, here's where here's where I and I'll be real honest with you. Love it. Great advice. For a lot of people, though, a lot of real Americans, they're saying, one, how on earth am I supposed to have a, a rainy day account when I can't even pay my bills, right? Two, how am I supposed to really plan for something when all I'm trying to do is put food on the table and keep a roof over my head? Because that's the reality. And it's 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 it, we want to get real on this show because it's, it's fun to have financial experts come on and tell us what we should do. Like, right. The stock market, by and large, most people don't feel like it impacts them. Most people are not on the stock market. So for like everyday people who are maybe struggling right now financially and maybe don't realize that maybe one of the luxuries that they do have in their life is maybe, let's say, iced coffee, spending the 100 bucks a month on iced coffee, mm -hmm. right? What, what are little things that you can look at and how do you look at your finances through what lens to figure out where you could actually start to save if you're struggling? Of course, of course. Well, I am never one to tell anybody to stop drinking their iced coffee. You know, <laughs> we are queer after all. Amen. We, we Amen. Love we love our oat milk, you know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I really hear that. And I think the first thing is, you know, for me, I've struggled financially as well. And the number one thing is I really just don't blame myself for what's happening. Mm. Um, and I try to really be easy on myself. And I, um, there's, uh, I cannot remember the guy who coined this term, but there is a thing called the window of tolerance, which is um, 
you know, kind of the state of mind that you need to be in in order to make financial decisions. So, you know, just think of like fun things that you fun and just like self care things that you need to be able to make those decisions. Right. So for me to stay calm, like I'm Filipino. So like karaoke is a big thing, like singing um, (laughs) or like dancing or, you know, just sitting down to make some time to read. And then maybe I'll, I'll do that for, like an hour and a half and then I'll be like, okay, I'm calm now. I can look at my finances. Right. Okay, that's really, um, that's really good real world advice because I think a lot of people are so, so stressed and have, I've been definitely broke for many different points of my life. Right. And I think that the worst thing, worse than being broke is not understanding how broke you are and what you can do about it because people avoid so your advice for like doing something like reading the book or, or taking it easy on yourself and creating that window of tolerance is very, very helpful. I will also say that our producer, Vanessa, said this thing a couple weeks ago, and I think it's so funny, but I've also been listening to it, romanticize your life. And if mm. you cannot afford the things that you used to be able to afford, get creative and make it happen in a different way. Just because you can't afford it doesn't mean that you can't have it. You can just try to make it. And I totally. loved that. So thank you so much for joining us. And I believe the window of tolerance might have been created by Dan Siegel. Oh, yes. I looked, yes. It, I looked it up you. for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, honey. Um, well, yeah, thank, thank you for, you for joining us. And of we course, appreciate thank it. You. Take care, y'all. Okay, bye, honey. Now, coming up, uh, what does this remind you of? Separation of sexualities. It's an interesting conversation. It's happening in our schools, and we'll talk about it next. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. So my husband and I were sitting on the couch last night, and at one point he's like, we're married. And I was like, yeah, I know. It was our two-month anniversary this weekend, which is wild to think about. And then he looks at me, and he goes, we have a whole dog that we've kept alive for a year and a half. Like, what, what, what is going on? And it got me to thinking about all of the things that we do now that we're quote-unquote adults that maybe nobody prepared us for or the things that maybe our parents could have prepared us for that we had no idea. And we found this article, our producer Vanessa did, and the title is People Are Sharing the Adult Problems That Nobody Prepared You For and They're So True. Mine, I would say first and foremost, would be uh, how to manage emotions and have adult conversations. That's something like my family to this day still does not do. And I think a lot of families don't. I didn't know how to navigate things. I thought that you had to scream and yell and fight in order to get a point across. And if somebody wasn't doing that back, they didn't care about you. So I would say for me, learning how being taught how to communicate properly was definitely something that I was lacking going into adulthood. But I'm kind of curious to know, like, what are, what are some things that in your life you just like, wow, nobody taught me this one? Yeah, I mean, look, I've been out here in LA since I was 16 years old. I literally raised myself. And I had this conversation with my partner yesterday because two years ago, almost to the exact date, even a year ago, I was a completely different person. Mm-hmm. I really, starting last year, got so deep into talk therapy and plant medicine and anything that would really help me. And with my album coming out in two weeks, that's kind of the first thing that I've really uh, followed through and finished. Uh, I'm so proud of it. I'm proud of myself. Um, But it's interesting because I feel like people that didn't have like a solid relationship with their parents or even their family will understand this like, I really did that, honey. Mm. Like, I 
just getting up and uh, having breakfast is like a feat in itself. Yeah, you succeed every time. Yeah, and I feel like um, I try not to live an adult life because I enjoy (laughs) like being like a little kid. But, you know... uh, Accord with this article, I feel like we got to be like clapping for ourselves. Like, if we're paying rent every month, mm. if we're putting gas in our car, if we're making it on time to some place, yeah, you're getting enough sleep, you're eating, yeah, food. if you're having a glass of water, <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like <laughs> we've always been like, well, you just should. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, why? Why? No, you 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 should be praised. Because a lot of paying people rent. don't do those things. Yeah, a lot of people can't accomplish the most mundane tasks. Yeah, and those mundane tasks are are actually really important things to congratulate yourself on. Yeah, and I think that we've got to get back into this point of our culture where, like, um, if you go to Home Goods and you like get a decoration for your house and you put it up. Like that's really proud of it. exciting. It, it, it means something, and you should be congratulated. Yes. So yeah, I get that. I think another one that stands out for me is this l- idea of a lack of purpose. Because when I was in high school and I was in college, even though I didn't really enjoy school, I had a schedule, right? And I had goals, and somebody was holding me accountable. Somebody told me you have to prepare for this thing, and then I'm going to test you on it. And if you don't pass it, you have to do it all over again. And there was enough motivation there for me to be like, okay, cool. Well, I've got, it's kind of like how you and I talk about, we love having appointments. We like writing things in our schedule. I like, if I look at my week ahead and I have nothing scheduled, I don't have a single meeting or audition or a lunch date, nothing, a workout, then I know that I'm in a dark place because I have nothing going on. But getting out of college and having to, create your own purpose is really, really hard. And nobody prepares you for it. Like once you finally have to, okay, now you've graduated, now what? Go find a job, self-motivate. That's really hard. And it's something that I don't think we talk about enough. Yeah, I I think it's something that we don't talk about enough and that we should because I think that self-motivation is incredible. And I didn't have a purpose for a long time. It was something that I think I was really struggling with and I didn't even know until I started making the album and I really found it. But if you don't know what you're doing and you're kind of walking around, I feel like you really have to ask yourself what makes you so happy Mm. and what makes you feel like a good guy and then really, really pursue that. And I think that whether that makes you a successful lifestyle or not, you you get one chance. Like you, you really do. And you gotta like just do what makes you feel like mm-hmm. you have purpose on this earth. And if you wanna eat candy for dinner every now and then, go for it, Vanessa. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. This is a really weird, weird uh, story that involves uh, sports and uh, Russia. And uh, you're going to love it, Michaela. What's popping? <laughs> <laughs> I know you love sports. <laughs> that was the dumbest intro. <laughs> it involves Dennis Rodman. And you're, you're probably like, who's he? I love it, Michaela. Oh. There's not one thing I love about this, you little freak. I know. But, okay, there is. Uh, Dennis Rodman, I do love because he dated Carmen Electra and I'm obsessed with her. Oh, God, there it is. Um, is planning a trip to Russia to free Brittany Griner. And listen, that's more than most people have been doing. I mean, I feel like Brittany Griner was in the news and then she got sentenced to eight years and no one is talking about it. And he's saying, I got permission to go to Russia to help 
that girl, um, <laughs> he does say he knows Putin too well. And How? that's why he's going. <sighs> but remember that that um, well, photo of him in uh, Kim Jong Un? Yeah, he went to North Korea. He started going to North Korea back in 2013. He took the Harlem Globetrotters there one time and called it basketball diplomacy. And then a couple years later, he went back wearing a MAGA hat. Yes. He's a big, big Trumper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he believes that uh, we should work things out with North Korea. Paying no attention to the fact that they literally like like murder their citizens and it's a communist dictatorship. That's neither here nor there. However, if I have faith in him, if Dennis Rodman, <laughs> I think he's going to do it. Because here's the thing, <laughs> I do. Here's the here's here's the thing about all of these people. What do Donald Trump, Kim Jong Un, Vladimir Putin, and Dennis Rodman all have in common? Massive, massive egos. And so that also Kanye West. You got to think about these narcissists that are Elon Musk all of a sudden is a Trumper. Like these guys have. Is he? Yes. He's not a Democrat anymore. He said he switched parties a few months months ago. He's crazy. They're all sort of like (laughs) egomaniacs and they understand each other because of their egos. Right. And so I think that if anybody can get through to, to Vladimir Putin, it's not Joe Biden. It might actually be Dennis Rodman. Of all people. Can you imagine? Yeah, I actually think that same thing. I think that Dennis Rodman's going to actually get Brady Griner. I have a good feeling about it. There's, there's going to be a photo op in the coming weeks <laughs> of them holding hands like sky high, it's boarding real. a plane to the United States. Just watch. <laughs> I swear to God, I see it <laughs> it's now. Happen. Vanessa, mark this audio because it's going to come in handy Dennis in a couple Rodman weeks. Dennis Rodman will save Brittany Griner. And they will be hand to hand. We shouldn't be laughing. She's still in prison. However... He we're no, laughing because we're excited he, he's that he's going, to get, going to get her out. Free Britney. He, free Britney. Free, all the Britneys. Reiner. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Thanks for listening to the show on this beautiful Monday morning. We hope you're getting your week off to a, a, a grand start. 
I know we're a little sleepy. We're starting to wake up. Mm, we're not. It was a rough. It was a rough Monday morning to get out of bed. I'll tell you what. This was the first Monday in a long time that I was like, "How is the weekend over? <laughs> How is the weekend over?" I will be honest. I raged on Saturday. I drank a lot of margaritas. I mm, spent a lot of time in a pool on a rooftop with my cousin who flew into town for the weekend. We went to dinner Friday night, went to Mastro's for a nice, fancy, fancy dinner. And shout out to our server, April. Can I tell you what? Let me just, let me just break this down for you. Our server, April, at Mastro's is the best server I've ever had in my entire life, repeatedly. Amen. And we met her about a year, year and a half ago when we were developing our podcast. And we told her about it. She was super, super supportive. And she said... There's something about you two. There's an energy here that I just love. And I think it's you guys have a lot of success coming. I think you're really fantastic people. And she was just really like spoke positivity into us at a, at a point where we were kind of a little bit unsure of ourselves. We're talking earlier pandemic. Things were wild, right? Well, we've gone to her a couple of times. She reached out, said, when are you going to come in? When can I set you up for uh, your celebratory dinner for your wedding? So we're like, oh, that's cool. Our My cousin's coming to the town this weekend. Let's go Friday night. She set us up in the penthouse. We get there, and she's got roses on the table that she went and handpicked herself and made a bouquet for us with little blue like flowers in them because she knew that blue was our wedding color because she watched her videos. And we wore blue tuxes in front of a red curtain on our wedding, so she did that. She had a card for us. She greeted us with champagne, and then she brought us things all night long, ending with a dessert that uh, had a note written for us with candles. She so was incredible sweet. the entire so time. So sweet. Dinner of our lives. Uh, Love that. So if you're in Beverly Hills and, and you can afford to go to Mastro's, we can afford it a couple times a year. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, ask for April. She's phenomenal. That's um, so sweet. Yeah, I just want to give her some. I was a server. You were a server for many, many years. We get it. Uh, and she was t- takes so much pride in her job. And I you love that. You know what's that. so funny though? Speaking of servers, Lisa and I went to Stash yesterday in West Hollywood, and they have it now that you just order online. Like you sit at the table, yeah. but you order online. I hate that. But then it made us give a 22% tip. Yes. And I was like, for the robot? No. Like I Lisa, do not tip them. Yeah. And it was so weird, but I, I feel like service, waiter yeah. culture is... Shifting. Shifting. Like, are there going to be servers in the next five years, or will it all be robots? Very similar situation. Uh, we did the same thing and paid our own bills and everything at, at the Olive Garden recently, so I, I feel you. Yeah, but that makes me so sad because I made so much money as a waitress. Yeah. Is that going to be a job that's taken away? And do we need five-day work weeks if none of us have jobs anymore? <laughs> Come on. Hello. Well, you have time for about one news story. What do you have for us? All right, us? baby. Well, there are a record number of out LGBTQ elected officials this year, according to the LGBTQ Victory Fund, with 1,043 out LGBTQ people holding an elected office in the country. The Victory Fund released its Out for America 2022 report this week, which showed the increase in LGBTQ elected officials since last year. But while the number is increasing, it's still shockingly low. Only 0.2% of elected officials in the U.S. identified as LGBTQ, far below the 7% of the population that's estimated to be LGBTQ. Most of the gains over the last year were from LGBTQ people of color. There was a 12.3% increase in out elected officials of color, but only 1.3% among white LGBTQ elected officials. Let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 78 in New York, a high of 81 in L.A., 107 in Vegas, 90 in Houston, 76 in San Francisco, 73 in Buffalo, 110 in Cathedral City, and 78 in Dallas. Give us a vibe. We receive exactly what we expect to receive. So maybe try this week 
uh, something radical. Expect great things. Love about it. that. I love that. It's beautiful. All right, coming up this hour, who would you call if your neighbors were being super annoying? Is it the cops anymore? Is it your landlord? Is it another neighbor? We'll talk about what one woman did coming up next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. I'd like to introduce you to Jackson Witt, who is a man who works with the Utah Pride Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, who shared a TikTok recently uh, that (laughs) was about a woman who called into her local LGBTQ community center, like it was a gay animal control, asking if they could do something to get her gay neighbor to stop bothering her. Take a listen. So I work for a queer resource center, and we get like a lot of crazy calls, but this is my favorite voicemail we've gotten so far. And stop message eight. like we were gay animal control to come remove the bothersome homosexual from her neighborhood. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. That was quite creative, though. Well, she goes on. Call the LGBTQ Center to get the gays? Like like animal control. There's a a follow-up TikTok where she calls in again because she's really upset. It says he's evil, he's wicked, he's satanic. And he has been harassing her, but she can't prove any of it. Um, This is wild. You know, what, you know what stands out to me? And it might maybe tell me if it stood out to you or not. That she couldn't get the word gay out. That he's a... a, 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 a g- 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 he's a gay? Like, what is it with straight people thinking that that's a bad word? Like, because here's the thing. When somebody stumbles over that word, right? When they're describing somebody and they can't get it out, it's because they know they're a-holes. Because they know they're homophobic. They mm-hmm. know what they're about to say mm-hmm. is wrong, yet they continue, yet they proceed to say it. This woman's gross. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the fact that she called, I, I actually can't get over it. It's, I think <laughs> what are they going to do? I still think it's iconic. Like, she did not call the police. Are they going to come over there with a bottle of rosé and, like, get yes. them to, like, come kiki? Like, yes. what, what does she think is going to happen? But that's the best part about it. Like... If you call the LGBTQ Center, they're just going to bring a rainbow flag. Yeah, like, to your not, house. To your house. Yeah, babe. Like, you got it wrong. Yeah, just get, but, get with the program, lady. Listen, it's serious. If you think that gay people, like, have all of these rights, honey, uh, these are the stories that remind you you got to take care of your fellow gays. Well, this lady said that she had talked to her Mormon religious leaders about all of this. Oh. She then asked um, uh, this guy, uh, asked somebody named Pastor Jimmy. Uh, because he knows about all these things, right? And this guy looked up the pastor, sent him a message expressing deep concern for the woman's mental well-being, asking if he knew the woman or whether they should contact someone to do a wellness check for her own safety. Pastor Jimmy works in one of those churches where they wear flip-flops and everyone's carrying an acoustic guitar and some of them are wearing crystals as deodorant, this guy says. Oh. And you know what? Pastor Jimmy never even bothered to email me back. Pastor Jimmy, this is not very man of the cloth of you. And when I say the cloth, I mean a Tommy Bahama button down. I love the gays. Amen. The gays are too good. Calling out the pastor who's doing nothing for the flock. 
Yeah. Uh, other than just uh, ignoring the calls from the LGBTQ Center. So Absolutely. Best of luck, lady. Get over it. Good luck, bud. B morning. B channel Q. All right, so I've been married two months, so I'm basically an expert on all things marriage, wedding, engagements, all of it, right? And Michaela, I feel like at some point in the next year or so, you could be married as well. But I think it's also possible, and I want to get your take on this. Do you think, because I I genuinely do not know the answer, and I told your partner to never let me know anything that was going on because I don't want to be a part of it all because I can't lie to you, right? So I don't know anything. Let's just clarify that. Um, Or I'm lying to you right now. You'll never know. Do you think that she'll propose to you and you'll be engaged for a while? Or do you think you're just going to go and just get married? Um, It's differed a lot. I know that um, we've kind of decided on a wedding plan, mm. which the plan <clears throat> is we're going to do something teeny, teeny, tiny at a little wedding chapel in Vegas mm. when she does propose just because we one want to be married and two uh I have the privilege of not having to invite my family which so that part I don't want to do I want to do something very small and easy and fast yeah and then have a big party. And you're both from Vegas, so it's kind of perfect. Yeah, we're going to yep. make it like very cute and romantic, but I'm ready to be her wife. Well, did We you... literally had this conversation yesterday. Oh, I love that. Did you know that the average... Like, what, what, I'm going to ask you your guess, because I, I, you probably haven't clicked this link yet. <laughs> what do you think the average length of an engagement in America is in 2022? Two years. 16 months. So not too long. Well, about a year and a half. Just yeah. about a year and a half. Yeah. And my partner and I were engaged for a year and a half before we got we got engaged on a Christmas Christmas morning. We got married in June a couple of months ago. Um, and people and I say all this because people are wondering what's going on with Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera has been engaged to her partner now, Matthew Rutler, for eight years. Wow, eight year engagement. What's up Why? with that? that? That's my question. Why do you think that is? Because. I understand being with somebody for many years. You, you've been with Lisa for, what, seven now? Seven and a half. I was with, I was with Emil for about eight and a half, about eight, before I actually proposed to him. Yeah. And then the engagement was about a year and a half, right? I, I get waiting to propose, but once the proposal's happened and you're engaged, you're no longer like Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. You're not just like dating for the rest of your lives. You're engaged. Your fiancés. So why get engaged if there's no plan to get married? Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird to me. I feel like I've known couples who have had long engagements because they say like it's like the honeymoon phase. Like they love being fiancés. It is kind of fun to say fiancé. Yeah, yeah, and they love it. But for Christina, she's got all the money in the world. So it's not. it can't be like a financial thing, which sometimes or, it is. what if it is? What if she doesn't want to get married because if things don't work out like her first marriage, she loses half of everything? So, like, what if the engagement is sort of like a compromise? I love it. I Well, then I see that. I yeah. totally understand that, too. I think that also as a society, we put so much pressure around weddings. I mean, look at Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. They did something very low uh, profile, probably still very chic. Um, but when it came to their wedding, they did a very small thing in Vegas, just the two of them. Well, but they got married this weekend in an elaborate wedding. So they did multiple weddings. They did, but it was very hush-hush. The legal one was just for them. But even this one, like, there Mm. wasn't a lot of, uh, photographers. There wasn't a whole, like, shebang. His family brought some drama, though. 
What happened with the mom? I don't know. His mom had... I, 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 she got rushed to the hospital at one point. It, Hate it, her. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> poor, poor thing. Poor thing. Yeah, I think that... And I'm kind of happy about this as well. Uh... You know, for me, I I feel like I thought I was always going to have a really, really big wedding. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of pressure. Wedding pressure is real. And uh, I don't want to have to spend so much money. And I want to be able to just marry my person Mm. and love my person. So maybe that's what it is. But I do think eight years is a very long time to be engaged. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on over. Come on over, baby. Come on over, baby. Get over it. Christina Aguilera song. Uh, I love that. All right, speaking of another pop star, find out what pop star is being accused of photoshopping herself into exotic vacation photos. This is not the first time she's been accused of photoshopping. We'll tell you who it is next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Oh, remember the days of, you know, pop ruling the world, girl groups and boy bands everywhere? Miss it every day. I do too. Miss it. Danity Kane, Danity Kane, like I, they a were like everything. Aubrey, Andrea, all the girls, uh, and one of them though is making headlines right now. Michaela, uh, it's your what's popping story. What do you have for us? Okay, this is very interesting, and I was thinking this before I ever read this article. Aubrey O'Day has uh, been quite problematic. She was Donald Trump Jr.'s ex, which got her on this political tirade. She said that she was so in love with him that, that was her man. Uh, She missed him. She was very vocal in 2020. Uh, She started doing these elaborate photo shoots. uh, And then a photo came out of her going to like a Rite Aid or something. And she was really, um, I guess, heavy. She looked heavier. She's pretty short. So you put on, you you You, notice like you're short, you put on five five pounds and you look like you put on 20. Sure. Uh, and so I, I do. I say it all the time. <laughs> no, I'm like well, a little roly poly. You've been roly poly once or twice, but but listen, we've come out of that. The holidays can do that to you. I know they can. Uh, but she looked heavier than she did, and, and so it was pretty obvious to say the least that she had photoshopped those photos that she was doing. Well, now people are saying she's at it again, and it's weird. She's been taking a lot of photo shoots uh, in these dream vacations in Europe, uh, Mm. from Mykonos to Italy, and they're saying that she's photoshopping herself in that as well. One TikTok user went on to say, from other content creators or photoshops herself into a random promotional images with these very inspirational Instagram captions accompanying the photos. We are living in an era where social comparison is so high and has real effects. Why are we doing this? It's trash. It's stupid. I, I Listen, you and I have learned that we love a good filter. I still use a Paris filter on almost every single Insta story I post. It just softens you a bit. It gives you slightly better lighting and makes you look a few years younger. Right. Nothing too drastic. It's just a better version of your... It's how I would look on TV in the proper lighting, right? Um, but these, like, strong filters that really just, like, alter everything. I tried to use Photoshop one time years ago. I'll never forget. I didn't understand how Photoshop worked. And I was like, I can make my arms look a little bit bigger in this picture. Cause it's like I've been working out a lot, and in my brain, I was jacked. But then in the photo, I was like, why do my arms still look kind of skinny? So I tried to make my arms look a little bit bigger, and then I realized it distorts the whole photo. So all of a sudden, the tree that was behind me was like wavy and like strange looking. Yeah. And and Emil called me out and he's like, you, you see what's happening to the rest of the photo, right? Yes. He's like, people are going to know you photoshopped that. I was like, oh, I had no idea. So I don't do it. I love it. Listen, you don't have to photoshop 
anymore. We are coming out of that era. But it's weird for her to Photoshop herself in these dream vacations. Listen. Something's going on with her mental health, well, and it she, has been for a long time. She's always been kind of a wild one. And, yeah. and she, I mean, she went through multiple seasons of making the band. Remember? They multiple. cut all of them except for her and Andrea, and then they brought them into the next That's season. Right. And then went through that again. Danny Duquesne was a huge deal. Then they fell apart, and then they tried to make comebacks multiple, multiple times. And then she's dating Donald Trump Jr. in, in 2020 during the height of all of that craziness. I mean, she she seems to like it's want crazy. attention. Yeah. And now she's getting it for the wrong reasons. Which makes me sad. Yeah. Because also, been there, girl. Yeah, she's also very talented. That, like, just be talented. That part. Yeah. She actually really can sing, and she is talented, and it's unfortunate. There's, I, I feel like she could have been like a Nicole Scherzinger who like, moves on from Pussycat Dolls and still has a great career. Maybe not as a huge solo artist, but she's still working. She's still, do, she's still, she's still judging you know, talent shows around the world, like these big, big budget shows. That could have been Aubrey. Yeah. But it just hasn't gone there yet. Absolutely. All right, coming up, what is this lesbian breakup curse? Scary. We're talking about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Michaela Gordon, I'd like to warn you, there is a plague going around. It's uh, a plague in the lesbian community, apparently, because there are a lot of women-loving women creators on social media who are going through big, big breakups right now. They're calling it the lesbian breakup curse. Is it a real thing? Uh, We also know that the end of summer tends to be breakup season, right? People break up right about now. They have their summer flings. They go into the fall. They might date a little bit. And then around the holidays, they start cuffing again. And then you stay together through the holidays so you can have somebody to spend time with, exchange gifts with, stay cozy with on the couch during those cold, cold winter months. Gets all the way down to 72 degrees here in Los Angeles. So you need somebody to stay, to keep you warm. Um, But... Is lesbian, the breakup curse, a real thing? Listen to this TikTok video, then you decide. Lesbians break up on TikTok. It's turns into TikToks. Inspiring songs about breakups on TikTok. The cycle will never end until they're gone. That's uh, King Princess, who has uh, 475,000 followers. King Princess 69, by the way. Uh, yeah, we love King Princess. 475,000 followers on uh, TikTok. Why do all lesbian artists sound a little bit like Melissa Etheridge? No, they do. They you guys, have, that's why I go sad. to white party instead of lesbian parties. They're always, because that's what it sounds like. Belinda Carlisle. Is, is that, not Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Wow. Brandy Carlisle. I love her, but she's also this. kind of... Well, Sad. I've been seeing the lesbian breakups, <laughs> and then um, a TikTok couple got married like two weekends ago. So they were like, "For all the lesbian breakups, this lesbian couple got married, and mm. we love you." Uh, and I'm happy to see that. I have lesbian friends who got married this summer. <clears throat> really? One of them is a uh, uh, she's works at my doctor's office. I've told you about her, Asia. She and her she and her wife are gorgeous. They had a beautiful wedding. So I love that. They're a couple. Beautiful. Yeah, sure. That's so cute. Well, listen, the lesbian breakup curse is going to need to leave at the end of summer as we head into fall because all I want is a pumpkin spice latte and Lisa's loving lesbian arms. I love all the poison in the pumpkin spice latte. is so delicious. Have you ever... Chemical on chemical. Is there an event or time of year... Like, for instance, early in you guys' relationship, maybe you guys fought a little bit more than you have now. You've worked through a lot of stuff, as as we do in relationships. Did you ever have, like, issues like 
dinosaur weekend or like pride weekend because i remember being in my 20s and even in the early 30s and it seemed like every year right before pride my boyfriend and i would have a big breakup or some sort of drama and then after pride weekend we'd get back together which is always very problematic did you ever go through like a season like that oddly enough we've gotten into many a fight but never (laughs) before like a diner or anything no never before like a big lesbian getaway no probably because we're so stressed we're usually working them we fight with other people that's actually true we have to be nice to each other because we're so you're immune to the curse you're like super lesbians. You and Lisa are super lesbians. And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something good. It's so much more common now to have conversations about mental health and depression. And I think that's a fantastic thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're living in an era where we're finally acknowledging that your mental health is just not, if not more important than your physical health. Because your mental health can actually impact your physical health and vice versa. And although it was a small study on 10 patients, researchers at the University of Texas Health Houston were able to achieve uh, something long out of reach, locating the G-spot where brain stimulators can make a real difference for depression patients. Uh, They finally provide relief for people who have depression. They've been able to finally locate the exact like pinpoint part of your brain using deep brain stimulation uh, resulted in metabolic brain changes over 12 months following implanting of the device making it a strong potential therapy for treatment against depression that's pretty cool stuff to finally understand because the weird thing about depression is and and I've, I've struggled with depression my entire adult life and since I was probably in junior high I remember having depression for the first time it started off as seasonal then it became you know just part of my my life and when it happens, there's no reason. I don't know why. I don't know what triggers it sometimes. It just is, right? And then you feel bad about yourself because you feel like, why am I such a loser? Why am I not accomplishing things today? Why am I still in bed, right? But if scientists can find out the, the little little spot in your brain and do something about it, that's pretty cool to Fabulous. me. Fabulous. Yeah. Also, plant medicine helps figure that out, and I cannot stress it enough. How important it is and how it can help rid depression. Psilocybin. What? How do you say it? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Incredible. All right. This story is so cute uh, and very, very special. We love good news stories here. A hero cat saved its owner from a heart attack by pounding paws on her chest. Can you imagine the owners having a heart attack and the cat didn't know what to do, so it just started hitting the owner's chest and it was enough to keep the um, the owner alive and get the help that it needed. Here's what I think really happened. That cat was like, oh, he's dying. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure it's, I'm going to complete this. I'm going to make sure he's dead. Oh. I think the cat was trying to make sure that he actually died. Oh, well Because cats are evil. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think they were like, yeah, you did this to me, too, and start hitting them. Yeah. Okay. No? Well, that's a good tell me something good story. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. No, we I'll love tell you it. something good. Dogs. I know we love dogs, but we love cats, too. <laughs> sure. Uh, we do. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Happy, happy Monday. Stick around for three hours of curated music just for you. And then, of course, let's go there with Shira and Ryan. I'm sure Dr. Chris has something fabulous to say, so tune into Loveline, and we'll see you tomorrow. Meow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.